and welcome to another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell and thank you so much for listening. This week I'm going to mix it up a little bit. As many of you know, I spoke at the Idea Bombing Newcastle event last week to kick off the Hunter Innovation Festival. I had an absolute blast and I also recorded the talk for the podcast so I thought I'd play it for you guys this week. The ID Bombing's event and the Hunter Innovation Festival, it's all about change and creating change. And, and when I look at my life and the change that I created, it really started when I purged the excess, the items and the stuff that I had mindlessly accumulated over the years. But the interesting thing is, I didn't start purging items to change. I didn't start purging items so I could slow travel around North America for a year. I didn't start purging items so I could spend more time doing the things I love with people I love. But all of that and more happened because I let go of things I didn't need in my life. All those wonderful changes and experiences were byproducts of living more with less. I try to cover a lot in a short amount of time in this talk and there's a bit of background noise as the Edwards was quite full but hopefully this talk will help you create the change in your life that you want to create. If you are in the area, the Hunter Innovation Festival is still running until Friday, May 26, with a few different events around town. I'll have a link in the show notes or simply Google Hunter Innovation Festival and I'm sure that all the details will pop up there. If you do have any questions or you have an event or a work function or a group you'd like me to speak at, simply flick me an email to mike at liveimmediately.com and I'd be more than happy to help. I hope you enjoy innovation through simplicity. Now, before we get started, though, I just want everyone to stand up, if you could. And you, you probably have tried this when, when you were younger, where I want to see whether you can pat your head and rub your tummy at the same time. So let's all see whether we can do that, because I'm a believer that to innovate, you often need to get a lot of different things working together. Alrighty, take a seat. Thank you very much. Thank you for entertaining me there. Um, so we want to, well, I'm just going to trip over this here, alrighty. So we want to um, innovate, we want to change, we want to fix things and we want to grow. Well, at least that's what I wanted to do with my life a few years ago. And it's, it's really interesting, the things that come into our lives and uh, the, the period that they come into our life. You see, I was feeling a little bit lost. And even though I ticked all the boxes of social expectation, I was uh, married, had a child, a job, a house, I just didn't feel like I had any great direction or purpose that I was heading in. I wasn't happy or fulfilled in my current workplace and I was bringing a lot of my stress, sadness and, and worthlessness home with me each evening and this was really out of character for me and it was out of character for my household. And I just, I just knew that something needed to change. And then uh, at the same time, my wife was seeing a psychologist for her anxiety. And uh, she was juggling a, a little toddler and trying to grow her business. And she felt that she needed to be perfect at everything at the same time. 
She thought that she needed to be busy. And if she wasn't busy, well, she wasn't trying hard enough. And then one day, I stumbled across a TED Talk titled, A Rich Life with Less Stuff. And I just, I just knew I needed to dedicate 15 minutes of my life to this podcast. And here was this guy, Ryan, where he packed up everything in his home. And he didn't unpack those things out of his boxes until he needed them. He packed up his furniture, his clothes, his toiletries, his uh, cutlery even, everything into those boxes. And when he needed them, he unpacked them from those boxes. And 21 days later, everything that was still in those boxes, he either sold or donated. Over 80% of his possessions. And he'd never felt better. When I was watching this, I wasn't looking for a way to purge my belongings. I was... I was drawn in by this premise that once we take material possessions out of the equation, we leave room for what's really important. Now, minimalism wasn't, it's not a new thing, but it was new for me. And I wanted to learn as much as I could about this notion of minimalism. So I was reading blog posts and books and listening to podcasts and, and audio books, trying to find as much information as I could. And I just knew that I wanted to take action in my own life. And I thought to myself, a packing party seems uh, a little bit extreme and I wasn't really sure how my family would uh, enjoy living out of boxes for a month. But I thought, a minimalism game that goes for a month, I could do that. So I came home one night and I said to my wife, I said, babe, do you want to play the men's game with me? She looked at me with a puzzled look on her face and she was thinking, what kind of practical joke is he about to play on me now? But then I explained the rules to her. I said, babe, on the first night, we're going to find one item that we want to purge from our life. On the second night, we're going to find two items that we want to get rid of. And on the third night, we're going to find three. And so forth for 30 days. Well, she looked at me with a big smile on her face because she thought I wanted to do some spring cleaning. But that's what we did for a month. We slowly purged the items out of our life. And it was fun. Like, think about it. When was the last time that you did something deliberately with your partner every day for a month? We loved it. The first couple of weeks were a little bit easy. You know, you're only getting a handful of items. But then it starts to get a little bit more challenging when one night you need to find 21 items. The next night you need to find 22 items. The night after that, 23 items. It gets challenging, but that's where change really starts to happen. You see, you need to think about what you want to purge. You need to think about that relationship that you have with the items. But we made it to uh, day 30, and Inga and I, like we did with all the, all the other nights, we brought our 30 items out, and we looked at them, and we hugged each other. And it was a little bit sad because we did have so much fun doing this. But we had made it to the end, and we knew that we had changed in this process. And about two weeks later, Inga and I, we were walking through the house and we thought, do we really need this? Do we, do we need that? And one weekend we went through our entire home and purged over 50% of our belongings and we'd never felt happier. And that physical space is, is the first thing that you're going to notice. And it's the thing because we don't know that the clutter's there until it's gone. And that physical space is what other people notice too. When I tell people about this thing that we've gone through, 
They just think that I'm decluttering my home. But what they don't realize is that the special source lies in that mental space that it creates. You see, when we went through this process, each night I had to think of what item I wanted to purge from my house. And then I had to think about why I had that item in the first place. That thinking space then led me down a path of trying to understand what was important to me. What do I love doing? What makes me feel happy? I went down other paths and other changes in my life, but they might be for another talk another day. And I noticed a big change in Inga. I noticed that she wasn't as anxious anymore. I'm not going to say that living with less cured her anxiety, but it definitely made it more manageable. You see, when our physical space is cluttered, our minds are cluttered. So when we declutter our physical space, we declutter our mental space. You know, it, it was a spring clean, but it wasn't just a spring clean of our house, it was a spring clean of our mind. And as I was kind of alluding to earlier, we were sitting down one night, and uh, Inga suggested that we go live overseas for a year. Why don't we go live in North America? And it was really funny because that idea only months earlier would have seemed ridiculous, but we were, we were giving it some consideration. Now, there were so many hurdles, so many fears, so many questions that we didn't know the answer to. But not once did we think, what are we going to do with all of our stuff? Because our stuff wasn't holding us back anymore. Our stuff didn't control us. But how were we going to make this happen? We knew that we couldn't afford to live in a hotel for a year. To be honest with you, we couldn't afford any accommodation. But we knew that if we wanted to do different things, we had to do different things. So we stopped thinking about the reasons why we couldn't make this happen and only started thinking about the reasons why we could. It's, it's amazing the amount of change that you can create in your life when you only focus on what you can do and stop thinking about what you can't do. But we somehow stumbled upon house sitting and pet sitting. So what this is is Someone has a home and a pet, and they need someone to look after that while they go on holidays. And here I was with my family, and I needed a place to look after. I needed accommodation so we could go on this trip. It was like all of our affordability questions were answered. It was like a match made in heaven. And it was going to be simple, right? We were just going to find this place in the snow for winter, and then we were going to find another place by the beach for summer. Maybe a big city will try out for spring and in the country for autumn. It was going to be simple. But it wasn't like that. Even when the simple solutions are in front of you, you still need to work hard and think creatively to make them happen. So for four months, every night after I finished work, I sent countless emails to people spruiking my family, telling them why we were the best people to look after their homes, why my daughter, who was three and a half, she's completely different to every other kid on the planet, and she would never break anything in their house. But four months, countless emails, and nothing, not even a reply. But I was so invested in this trip, even though we hadn't left, I was sending these emails all the time, and it made me feel alive because at least I was trying to change. And that's when I realized that change isn't always about the destination, it's about that journey that you go on. But we did receive an email from a couple 
and they wanted to set up a Skype conversation with us. They wanted to get to know us a little bit more. And after that three-hour Skype conversation, we locked in our first four-month house sit. And it was a log cabin in the north woods of Wisconsin, in the middle of a national forest, in a town called Clam Lake that has a population of 37 people. When we arrived there, my daughter, who is now four at the time, she was the youngest in the town, and I was the second youngest. But after that Skype conversation, this dream of ours to slow travel through North America was starting to become a reality. And then reality set in. How are we going to make this happen? How are we going to make everything work? And that's when I realized that there are mountains beyond mountains, that once we achieve something, there are just new hurdles, new fears, and new questions that we need to tackle. But we did pack, donate, or sell everything that we owned here in Newcastle, and we went on this little adventure. But when we boarded that plane, we only had one house sit locked in. When we boarded that plane in December 2015, I didn't know where my family was going to sleep on the 1st of May. But Inga and I said to each other that even if we have to come home on the 1st of May, it'd still be worth it. Four months in the deep woods teaching our daughter Andy how to ski. That's going to be perfect. And that's when I realized that life isn't like one of those cooking shows where all the ingredients are just laid out in front of you before you cook. Nah, in life you've got to use the solutions at your fingertips. Use what you've got. You've got to keep on cooking. And that's what we did. When we boarded that plane and we got to America, we kept on cooking. We kept writing more emails until we did lock in more homes and more pets to look after. And after we spent four snow-capped months in the north woods of Wisconsin, we head across the, the country, through the Dakotas, into Wyoming and Yellowstone National Park, until we arrived at the Rocky Mountains in Colorado, and we stayed there for spring. And then we hightailed it across to the east coast, 40, 45 hours and three days it took us to get there to Providence, Rhode Island for summer. And then we made our way up into the uh, countryside of upstate New York, into this beautiful little town called Canaan. And we ducked into LA before we made it home here to New York, uh, here to Newcastle. <laughs> but this beautiful, beautiful family adventure of ours, it was a byproduct of living with less. And what this trip taught me is that time is the true currency. Today is all that counts, that we need to live immediately. Since returning, I've tried to design my life so I can spend more time with my family, doing the things that I love with people that I love. It's interesting, when you realize that you don't need that latest thing, that faster car or that bigger house, you realize that maybe, just maybe, you don't need that stressful, high-paying, time-consuming job. And what do you get in return? You get time to do the things that you love. So when you guys are thinking about innovation, I want you to think about the things that you can take away and not always the things that you can add. And that's to do with the solution, but also the process. And as the uh, late, great Bryce Courtney once wrote in one of his classics, The Power of One, a waterfall starts with one drop and look at what comes from that. I want you to go home tonight and find one item that you could maybe sell, donate or purge from your life. Tomorrow night, 
you might find two. You just never know where that journey is going to take you. So I want to thank you for your time tonight. And until next time, have fun and live immediately. That was another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Thanks so much for listening. The original Live Immediately theme music is by the multi-talented Timothy McPhee. You can check out his music at firekites.bandcamp.com. If you enjoyed the show, had some fun, and maybe even learned something, then make sure you subscribe via iTunes. And while you're there, why not leave a rating and a review? You know it's going to make my day. Thanks for stopping by and giving me some of your time today. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, have fun and live immediately.